Welcome to In Bed With Queer, a podcast on the front lines of sex and intimacy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of In Bed With Queer. And this week it'll just be me after two weeks of interviews with others. And what I'm going to talk about is the time that I uh, that I denumbed, I don't know if that's the right word, denumbed my pussy. So as some of you may know, I have experienced on and off this um, condition called interstitial cystitis or painful bladder syndrome as it's known. And um, a lot of one of the reasons why I'm so focused on pussy and pleasure is because I've experienced really quite a bit of pain in my pussy. And um, like a few years ago, when I first, when I first really experienced it over a long period of time, like experienced symptoms of burning and irritation and all these other ones um, that I actually won't get into too much now. Um, when I was really experiencing a lot of that pain, uh, one of the things that I experienced then was that my pussy felt very numb. And what I mean by that is when I would go and touch her, there wasn't much sensation. And then when I went to climax or have an orgasm, it's like I could feel an orgasm was happening in that I could feel the walls of my vagina contract and relax and like that those contractions happen. I could feel there was some sense of softening, but there is no pleasure. There was like no tingling, no warmth nothing it was just dead I remember at the time when I experienced that because what happened was I just become single again after being in a relationship and that relationship had challenges because it had all this pain and I I had started to masturbate again after that relationship finished and when I was touching my pussy I realized holy moly we're in trouble here because not only was I experiencing a lot of pain, it's like there was a real absence of pleasure too. And uh, I was just really determined then, like I'm sure many of you listening have had this experience that when you've had a breakup, you're, you know, you get a new hairdo, you might change your job, might change your wardrobe. Uh, For me, it was like, I want to heal my body. That is like, that's the game. Because I had been so frustrated had really impacted the relationship um, having so much pain and so I was really determined to heal my pelvis heal everything and also really heal my sex having had it be interrupted for so many years I was really hungry to sort that out so I went on this whole journey of discovery which is why I'm here now talking to you and um, what I did was I read some books about pleasure which I'd never really done before So I'd read books like um, Vagina by Naomi Wolf. And I read Women Who Run With Wolves. Even though it's not about pleasure, it's actually a really wonderful book about the feminine and embracing that side of yourself. And that was really helpful. I read Pussy by Mama Gina. I read Come As You Are by, um, oh my God, Erica Nagoski. God, I hope I got her name right. Emily Nagoski. A really wonderful book as well. So I read all these different books and I was really immersed into understanding more about pleasure and understanding more about orgasm. 
And from reading those books, it just really like filtered into me um, what I really needed to do. And that was to really slow down and actually connect on a sensational level what was happening in my body. Now, I wouldn't have described it that way back then, but that's how I describe it now. Um, but what I discovered when I started to touch myself uh, was I realized that part of my way of like staying sane when I was experiencing so much pain in my pussy was to disengage from her, was to like ignore the pain. Um, and that is, you know, it was a really powerful way to stay sane when things are really sore. And it just meant then that my attention was really trained out of being in, in my pussy. So I wasn't noticing the pleasure either. And uh, I realized also that my script for masturbation was really actually disconnected from my pussy. So what I was doing was I just had this really quick way of getting myself off like really fast really clenched tight pelvis really like hot hard fast fingers rubbing over my clit and um the whole goal of it was just to get to climax to get to an orgasm boom great and what I realized was that was totally ignoring the sensations or lack of sensations on my pussy you know, my pussy didn't just want me to do this like hard, fast, grabby, clenching practice. She didn't want, she didn't like that at all. She actually, um, she really wanted me to go slow. And, you know, I'd read these books, read all these different things. And so what I did was I started to go a lot slower. So actually, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the practice that I set up for myself. So firstly, I created a really beautiful setting. I, I still do this to this day. It's like if I'm doing like self-pleasure, self-touch session, I always love to have my room really beautiful because it's just so nice to be surrounded by beauty and it's easier to drop into pleasure when I'm surrounded by beauty. And I don't want that to be a barrier. So if your room isn't is a messy room and doesn't bother you, you don't have to like do every step in this perfectly. It's just this is an invitation. If you feel inspired, it's like, oh yeah, it is nice to have a beautiful room. Uh, this is an invitation to do that. So yeah, so I had my room all set up, nice like clean sheets. I made sure that I had lube nearby. And, and what I did was I really started to, instead of going straight to my pussy, I started to touch the outside edges of my body more, especially on my nipples, because I'd experienced, like, I noticed that, oh, when I touch my nipples, like, my pussy is a lot more receptive, there's more sensation, there's more pleasure. So I, I spent time there, which was really helpful for for really like warming me up and turning me on and getting me in the mood and then when I did eventually start to touch my pussy instead of doing that thing where I just totally switched off and just went as quickly as possible instead I really slowed down and by that I stroked and touched wherever I could feel like aliveness or electricity 
So wherever I felt like my pussy really wanted my attention, I started to stroke there. And anytime I noticed that I was checking out and just going into my old tight, fast, hard routine, just breathe and uh, bring myself back and I go, hmm, where's the, where's the next spot of most electricity, of most aliveness? And, uh, and I just kept doing that. I just kept following that urge to, to really go where my pussy wanted me to go. And another thing I did was I didn't clench my pelvis. So I actually wrote a post about this today on my Instagram. But a lot of us get trained to clench. I know I did because um, to clench my pelvic diaphragm. Um, and the reason why I always did that growing up is because what it does is it gives us a nice jolt of electricity, of sharpness, like a tightening. And I found that when I would tighten my pelvis, it would, you know, I would orgasm climax a lot quicker. So I just got habituated into doing that. But when I moved to this practice of softening my pelvic diaphragm, what I noticed was that there was a lot more pleasure in the buildup, like just really gentler pleasure. And sometimes, you know, I'm not going to lie, I'd get frustrated because it wasn't as fast as what I was used to. It wasn't as sharp, which is also what I was used to, you know, and I'd get impatient. But the times when I really slowed down, I didn't clench my pelvis. Uh, what I, would, I don't know if you hear my belly rumble there. I just had a sandwich. Um, so the times I did let my pelvis soften, and when I did eventually climax, which would be a lot later than it would have before, what I felt was like way fuller, just way more enjoyable, like orgasmic and blissful and just juicier. Because by not clenching, it's like the whole area could fill up with my breath and fill up with blood and engorge and just get all up to get juicy, right? And um, and yeah, so I kept at that as a practice, kind of like one does with everything, you know, with meditation, journaling, or any of those things. I I love practices. I've already done a podcast on sex as a practice. Um but yeah, so I started to do that as a practice. And what I noticed was I went from these really numb, shut down um, climaxes or orgasms and like just like generally a very numb pussy to like really full, lush, electric, delightful, pleasurable orgasms. And it was huge. I remember I was like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> it's like oh my god she's not shut down forever it was like because you know I fear that oh this is just going to be my life you know this is this is it forever uh no it wasn't and it was really amazing also because what I realized by doing that was that I was actually training myself out of being in like this kind of rut and what I mean by that is like I had had a path to orgasm pretty much since I was a teenager since I was 12 that kind of tight fast hard style and it meant that when I was with partners like if they couldn't exactly mimic that I would really struggle to have an orgasm and back then that's what it was all about for me I was really into orgasms you know less so now and 
I'll talk about that in another podcast. But back then it was like, oh my God, so hard for me to have an orgasm. It felt like the end of the world and really stressful. Um, but what I noticed by not sticking to this hard, fast, quick path and actually just being open by myself, you know, where does my pussy actually want me to touch her? What I noticed then was when I was with partners, it was actually way easier for me to have an orgasm or for me to climax. And the reason for that was because I was actually way more open to variety. Like anything, I was just open to whatever could get me off instead of it just being that old road, the old kind of familiar way of getting me off. And it totally, really, really revolutionized my sex. And I did all this like before I started the practice of orgasmic meditation, which actually had very similar principles. Um, but this, this practice is a solo practice. And it's really, it's when I devised myself and um, was just super helpful for healing that disconnection, healing that numbness. And then when, um, yeah, and then when I, when I moved into other practices, it, it actually was an easier transition for me, moving into orgasmic meditation and conscious sex from this foundation. And then when, you know, this year or last year, when I recently had like a very bad experience with my pelvis where it got really painful again and really shut down and I got really tight and irritated and a bit numb. I used this this practice, so like quite like a, a different iteration of this practice to help me heal. So yeah, it's been really helpful. Um, if you're if you're doing it at home, uh, one thing I would say is that um I find it helpful I didn't mention this I find it helpful to do this practice sometimes with a timer uh it depends sometimes I do and sometimes I don't so feel into if it feels resonant for you and the reason why a timer is good is because if you're someone who kind of oh it's gotta be until I have an orgasm then like you get frustrated or like kind of force yourself to have one uh, whereas if you have like a timer, oh, it's done when the timer's done, you don't need to look for that typical finishing point. It's already, you know, it's already like the time is up. Um, I sometimes find having something contained like a start and end time helps my nervous system relax because I know when something's going to finish, it's not open-ended. So yeah, that's a suggestion also uh, for you to consider um yeah so I don't know if this is helpful I always would love to hear from people who listen to the podcast I'm always intrigued who listens if you're one of those listeners and you have questions on this I'd love to know or just comments feedback I'd really appreciate it and uh this practice I do I do hold this practice for the women in my membership group in Bandana and by that, I mean, uh, every Friday, we devote half an hour where I give guidance and instructions on this practice. Don't tell the women like where to stroke. It's actually, I, I very much hold space for the women to feel into what their own pussies want. So what, you know, if you're doing it, what your pussy wants to do, and it's all camera off, audio off. The only thing is you're at home in your own bed and you hear what I think my sexy voice. <laughs>
don't know, I'm being silly today. So yeah, if you're interested in joining Bandana, we are doing a sex month this month. It should be hot. And yeah, as ever, I'd love to hear your feedback. So let me know if you have any questions. Thanks. Hey, if you're looking for easy tips to guide you on how to have more authentic connection, hotter turn on sex, and guidance on how to live a desire-led life, join my email list by downloading the Great Sex Guide on the link in the show notes. And I can't wait to see you there.